Hi, Hi, we're the River Kids, and you're listening to Rocket Night. Night. All right. Well, thank you for being here with us. Um, so let me just tell everyone out there what the River Kittens have been doing. Um, Rocket Knight got to see this band last month when they opened for the Almond Betts Band at Clearwater, Florida's beautiful Ruth Eckerd Hall. And we covered, um, we did cover that show. So if you go to Rocket Night, you can check that out. Devin Allman has also signed the River Kittens to his new record label, Create Records. The girls uh, also have a new six-track EP, Soaking Wet, that is on sale now. Um, this band is getting a lot of love and support from a huge wave of audiences that otherwise would not have had an opportunity to see them do a show. And um, I'm watching all these reactions on your socials. It's absolutely um, marvelous. So the band is Maddie Shell and Allie Vogler, and they have been together since 2014. And I would say that your genre is a really cool mix of roots, Americana, alt-country, bluegrass, rock, pop, and probably a little punk in there too. Uh, does that sound about <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I'd, sure. put a soul, I'd add soul in there too. <laughs> but, yeah, right. we are a little bit we, – we, we, do find it hard to pin ourselves down to one genre. We like yeah. to cover all the bases. Now, um, I'm going to ask you probably a bunch of different questions, but I think what's, what's the most challenging or what's been the coolest about opening for this huge headlining all-male band and your two girls, and I know logistics have probably been crazy, and you're trying to get from one gig to another. You're trying to find time to keep up with your own media. Um, and I, I was just thinking about laundry the other day, like how you even get that done when you're on the road. But uh, can you kind of fill us in on some of the good parts about being on tour and maybe some of the challenges you all have had? Definitely. Um, well, <clears throat> the coolest, coolest thing is actually – um, being able to play these these larger shows in front of these um, really excited audiences and as well as, like, being in some of the coolest places in the country. Like, you know, it, we went through some beautiful, beautiful places and got to see things that we haven't in the past and probably were never going to until music was able to make us able to do that. So... Playing the beautiful shows and seeing seeing the country is definitely the coolest highlight of tour for me. Yeah, and we definitely see the country <laughs> from the van. Um, it's it's a lot of that's the, probably the hardest part about it is the grueling pace. But then, right. you know, I find, I find myself at home um, 
you know, wishing I was back on the road because at home, then you feel so worthless, like you feel lazy because you're not constantly moving, you know. Um, so, and I also think something that's challenging is just getting out of your head sometimes before opening for a band like that. And just remembering that people are generally probably, you know, they're going to be excited because music is back and live music is back. And, you know, playing the music isn't the hard part. It's really the head game, the mind games you play with yourself. Like, oh, nobody wants to see, you know, nobody wants to listen to us or, or they, well, they want to see the headliner, you know. But we had the total opposite response. And that was the most amazing thing about tour was that people were really interested and very into it. And so we felt like the tour was, well, just the beginning of it anyway, a success in that respect for sure. Now, you all have been playing together since 2014. And um, did, did stage fright ever happened to you in those early days or do you still have a little bit of the stage fright before you get on stage and play or is is this just a part of something you'll never get over really <laughs> I think from uh, both of our uh, theatrical backgrounds um, we kind of got over the stage fright thing when we were younger because we grew up on stages basically yeah. Um, I think I can speak for Maddie when I say that, too. Um, so, yeah, we are performers as much as anything else. So I think we're pretty comfortable on the stage. Um, and the last time that we both had stage fright would probably be at the Ryman in Nashville. But before that, uh, <laughs> probably since we were kids. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember being stage like ever having stage fright before that, and it wasn't even like stage fright because the crowd wasn't yeah. that big because it was COVID, um, right? Like a socially distanced show, so there was that even wasn't even people. stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> it was just yeah, was I saw that. Yeah, I saw that, that building that made you so nervous. So. Yeah, that video was really good um, at the Ryman in Nashville. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. That was a great great set you all did there, you know. And I think that video um, was popping up when in the very beginning of um, the Almond Vets tour when you would just go into YouTube and just do a search. That was Mm -hmm. one of the videos that was coming up first with you all. So I'm sure a lot of people saw that video, um, like when they bought their tickets and they wanted to know who you were. If they, didn't, if they hadn't checked you out online, they checked at least that video. Yeah, so, for um, sure. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a performance, I thought. Um, so Shout out to our friend Isaac for recording that video. <laughs> yeah, it was really it was really done well. Are you all doing any more dates, or are you finished with this now? Um, yeah, we have. Um, we'll be on tour with Almond Bets for the rest of the year, basically, unless they're with Blackberry Smoke. We are not on those dates, um, but we are going to be doing all the. Um, like all the normal theater shows that they do on a normal run will be there. So. Right. 
So um, what happens like in November when they go over to Europe? Are you going to be doing that or no? Unfortunately no. not this year, but Devin has definitely mentioned that he's going to get us to Europe eventually. So, Oh, you'll love it there. Um, <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit um, because I wanted to talk a little bit about your six-track EP that people can order from your website. It's called Soaking Wet. Um, mm-hmm. You've got some pretty um, standard songs in your repertoire that are on there. Uh, one was one is Trouble, which was done with an animation. Um, how is that? Um, is that getting a lot of hits for you as far as on the video? Not as many hits as as it deserves. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Scuba Steve uh, really nailed it, and it's such a cool video. Um, it has you know less likes than we want, but. You know, sometimes those things take time. We try not, I try not to even look at I try not to pay attention to it because then I'll get, you know, it's like an obsession. I'll keep looking at it every day. <laughs> um, Naomi and Beck, did they use the same animator for their song Magnolia Road? They yes. did, yeah. Okay, I thought, it, I thought it was the same animator. I was pretty sure about that. Um, so on the other, there were some other songs that I thought were really great standouts, and one was uh, a tribute to waitresses everywhere, um, dressing on the side, of course, which um, the lyrics were just so familiar to me. I spent many years as a waitress, so when I heard the song, I thought, oh, my God, that fits. Anybody that's a waitress <laughs> that has not heard these lines or said them, you know, how did that song happen? Did you guys spend a lot of time waitressing, or um, how did you get the catharsis or the or the idea to write that song? Yeah, I mean, Allie's, Allie's still um, taking shifts at a restaurant while we're home, and and I waitress for probably seventeen years, bartended, so we have a little experience yeah. experience in that. It's, it's a tough job. Customer service of any kind is a tough job for sure. Um, yeah. And then on the um, also on the EP, you guys decided to do a Beastie Boys song. Um, how did that end up on the on the um, EP? You gonna take this one, Allie? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, we really liked the song. Um, we knew it was going to be fun, and we knew it was going to uh, refresh our current audience that we have locally here in St. Louis um, because we all like to have fun together. So if anything, the best reason I'd say it's it was just a good time and Devin was digging the idea, so we brought it to life, and I'm glad we did because fun was had. Yeah, we knew we were going to do a cover, and uh, for months, actually, we, like, threw around ideas on, like, a text thread with me and Allie and Devin, and he kept saying, oh, when, you know, we'll, when we say it, we're going to know. We're going we're gonna to know right away that that's the one you should do. So that's kind of what happened. He 
I can't. Allie and I were actually talking about fight for your right to party, and then Devin said it, so we were like, dude, kids met. So <laughs> we decided to film it. Um, there, the video, um, the video for the old Beastie Boys was was a favorite for parties, and uh, I remember that MTV had done some kind of special promotion when that song first came out when the Beastie Boys did it and I guess they would um, grab people and and put put hoods over their heads and and throw them in a vehicle and take them take them to a party I guess it was really crazy yeah it was a really crazy promo that they were doing and I remember it vaguely and um I remember my sister was telling me what was going on with it about all the winners and things like that. It was really funny. So um, I do remember the Matt, video, but I don't remember the promo for it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, when you want to write a song, what is the first thing that gets done? Do you all have to have the idea do you work on it together? Does the thought come in one and then you share it with the other? How does that work for the two of you? Uh, I try to let, you know, I think not not lately songs kind of come to me in like little bits and not like entire songs at one time. So if I'm... I try to, like, build it, you know, just little bit by little bit. Um, and that way it makes it easier if Maddie has something to add or, or you know, whatever. We can just build it bit by bit. Yeah, and I you... usually kind of work on it. it. It's a slow process for me, too. Like, I'll, sometimes I'll have a song that's just the music, like, just the guitar one little guitar part that I really like, and I'll sit on that for, like, months before I even write a word. Um, but a lot of times we do write on our own, and then we bring it to the other, um, and we kind of round it out together. Do you record those musical bits, like, on your phone or um, some other way so you don't forget them? You, I should. Yeah, a lot of my my um, recording bank on my phone is full of that stuff. Yeah, so you can go back and, and actually you keep a catalog of those different ideas. Um, I know I have an app like that too. It's pretty full. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and that I wouldn't even know how to organize it. So, you know, that's crazy. Now the lyrics, does that get easier for you? When you're doing lyrics? No. When you're writing I find lyrics? with time that lyrics get harder to write the older I'm getting. Yeah. Mm. It makes you feel, you feel like, oh, shit, I've used that before. <laughs> right, right, right. Man, for me, and, I'm just trying to, like, avoid any any cheese. If it's cheesy or cliche, I'm like, no. And then I... I end up screwing myself over by not allowing me to actually write what I want because I'm scared of it being cheesy. Yeah. Right, right. So um, you had another one, another song that um, I had put on the review, 
And it was, uh, it was interesting that this was a cover, um, but it was a rather old cover, and I still haven't been able to figure out who actually originally wrote it. I know that Bruce Springsteen did it, but it was um, the song, the cover song, Atlantic City, which I got to say that video is just a work of art. What kind of what kind of efforts went into making that video, and how long did it take to do? Well, we did fly to Atlantic City. Um, so it was done in Atlantic City. How fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of it well, was, like the, the boardwalk scene, um, like with the Ferris wheel. Um, that's the Atlantic City boardwalk, and we went in the middle of November, and it was freezing, and uh, – there was no one there because it was COVID, like zero, like the boardwalk was shut down, but it was still lit up. And anyway, there was like a guy, like a security guard type guy behind the little barricade to where you would enter. And he was like, hey, what are you, hey, what are you doing? And Allie said, what are you doing? And then we were like, can we go in there and shoot a music video? And he was like, hell yeah. So we had the boardwalk all to ourselves, which would have been very expensive in a you know non-covid world so that was pretty cool that's really perfect it was like a perfect time to do those creative things when um covid kind of locked all of us down uh, did you find that you were more creative during that time and did you get more done or was it more of a lazy time well the music had stopped you know like there was time to write and there was time to you know be at home because we went from gigging like three times a week to nothing at all so it was it was it was a a little you know a resting point for us but you know thank goodness and not (laughs) it was probably difficult as far as you know financially too uh, I know a lot of people suffered, you know, musicians especially, because uh, the money flows, you know, and then it flows into the left hand and it goes out the right. And um, when you're gigging, there's a nice flow going. But if you're not gigging, <clears throat> that's not coming. So um, that that was tough Correct. for a lot of people. Um, Correct, yeah. But now, when I look over some of the older videos, you guys have have had – uh, other artists performing with you, or you've been a band of three or more. Um, why did you decide to go with two? Was there a reason for that? Well, we, um, our friend Martha, who was with us in the beginning, um, her and Allie actually were the River Kittens first, and I was not. I was not in the band yet, so um, they found me at a bar, and then uh, eventually Martha decided to she wanted to go back to school. And um, we, that was like an amicable parting, and um, we're still friends with Martha. But uh, we decided, and ultimately, we, we, used, we did play with a band a few times, um, or we do sometimes, a full band. Um, actually, John Lum used to be our drummer. <laughs> oh, from the, okay. from the almond And they stole him from us, and we're still mad about it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. We're not mad. Um, <laughs> and Nate, uh, my boyfriend, who is their Almond Bet sound engineer, he uh, was our bass player. 
so we kind of had to reconfigure some things whenever they went out on tour and Allie and I started doing duo gigs all over town and we just have a, a chemistry and no one we haven't found anyone yet that shares it and not like where it's strong enough um with three people you know with a third harmony there um since Martha really so it's we just decided let's stick with what works and the two of us um it works now this um tour is going to go on pretty much for a long time um what are your plans afterwards what do, um are you going to take a little bit of a rest or are you going to try something different or is there more music that you're going to uh put out Or all of or, the above. <laughs> yeah, I think after December, I think we get a couple of months off. Um, but I do know that um, Create Records um, does want us to put out an LP um, in the next year. So we will be putting out a new record probably and probably some singles um, in between there. What, how do you think the, the publishing of music has changed over the years? Because it seems what, what we're finding here at Rock at Night is that uh, everybody's got like a different formula or format that works for them. But one of the things we're noticing is that a lot of bands are putting out singles and that LPs are done much less frequently and, and singles are put out basically to capture the interest of your audience. Um, but there might be a lot of time between publishing a single and publishing an LP. So what do you think of that or what works for you or are you not even really sure yet? Um, you know, just personally, like as a music fan in general, I'm not like this reflects the way that I'm going to release music. But I do think that um, <clears throat> based on what you're trying to go for, if you're trying to get your music out there and build your audience, you, <clears throat> it's, you don't have to spend so much time uh, making a 10-song full-length record um, when you could just grab them with your best song and, you know, not have them, you know, your potential audience be waiting for a full-length record before you've already, uh, you know, gotten their attention with your single. So I am right. really interested in um, artists putting out the singles because, you know, at that point it, they've, they've picked it down to the best song that they have and they worked on it real hard. And I'm, I really do like that, that idea. And, you know, I, I'm still, I still always listen to records all the way through, but um, it just depends on what you're trying to go for. And as far as, like, up-and-coming artists who are just trying to get their music out there, singles are, are really working for a lot of people, and it's cool. It's cool to see. I love a good single. Yeah, I think putting out those singles really helps keep, you know, the momentum going. Um, obviously, yes. in this, this world now, with uh, content and how much of it can you create, and how quickly can you create it? So it's like, on one hand, the artist in you wants to release this masterpiece, full, you know, full LP, like ego-driven type thinking. But then, 
the smart career decision might be give them what they, you know, give the audience what they want quicker, um, put those singles out, and maybe, you know, when you buy the CD, all the singles are together on the CD, you know, instead of Obviously. waiting right. so long um, mm-hmm. to put that out and not giving them what they want. So it is hard. It's hard to navigate. And I think, too, that if you're putting out singles and you put, a, put out, like, one and then you wait a month or two and you put out another, um, you know, there's some bands doing that. Um, it gives them an opportunity to, to actually perfect the song. And there may even be some things they want to change in it from the beginning, you know, from what they had in the beginning to what they eventually put out. But it gives them that creative time to, to make it the best, the best thing that they can create. Um, so that seems to make sense to me anyway. Um, yeah. Now, now, some of the things that I saw when I, as I was looking online about you all was that you were very involved with So Far Sounds. Um, and that seems to be a really, really good organization for fledgling artists. Um, did you, were you able to use So Far Sounds as a way to build your local fan base out in St. Louis? Definitely. Um, I believe, I think I remember the location of that um, event was out in a college town or um, called U City. And um, that was an audience that we never really had tapped into locally before because we just, uh, <laughs> we not, none of us went to college. I'm just kidding. Maddie went to college. <laughs> um, but it was cool because we got the college kids, you know, they were kind of like, who are these girls? And then because we were like all funny and stuff. So that was a good time. Yeah. yeah. So Far Sounds was great. Yeah, I worked um, with So Far Sounds here in Tampa for about two years, and I really enjoyed the whole organization. And then I moved up to Pennsylvania. And then, of course, it's it's quieted down now because of COVID. But I think there's been some moves to, like, build it up again. So uh, I know they're doing a lot of stuff through live streaming so we'll see what happens, but I think that that's a really good place for a lot of artists to start um, locally, you know, and um, and that and I saw a lot of – go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, and they also – the shows they put on, they put them on in really cool locations. Like it's a, usually just some – like a very intimate setting um, or somewhere there where normally there wouldn't be a uh, live music. Right. Um, we, we found did ours that a house yeah, finding a place to do it was was actually the most challenging part. You can always get people to play. People want to play no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. But finding the really cool, ideal place to put a show on was the toughest part of curating a show, really. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. Now, um, another question, and, and this is probably one that you expected. How is it different for female artists and male artists? What do you think are some of the biggest differences and probably the biggest challenges to you building your career with music? And um, do the guys have it easier and better? Or not? <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, 
I mean, well, for one, men don't ever put male band in front of their name, but for some reason, everybody has to put female duo in front of our band band's name. You know, just little stuff like that that irks you. But I think, honestly, in all in all, um, people are more helpful when you're a female, and whether that's condescending or not, I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, that's interesting. Yeah, I to think, hear that perspective, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, people, I don't know, a lot of um, women obviously would say it was harder, you know, uh, years ago. Um, and I'm sure that, and there's a lot of women who it's been very hard for even currently. But I, in my personal career, I have not run into um, it being more difficult because I'm a woman. I don't know that's if that's great. how you take on. I mean, maybe things are changing. That would be good to know, you know, that things are changing because a lot of the older women that have been in the business for a long time, you know, they've expressed, you know, some hardships and difficulties trying to get their music heard. So um, if things are changing up, I think that's great. And that means it's a perfect platform for new artists, new female artists to get started, you know, and to not be afraid uh, of the challenges. Well, and then again, we also have, we also have like a very supportive community here in St. Louis um, of musicians and, you know, maybe I just haven't, um, I've been doing music for a long time, but maybe I haven't been on a level where I would have had to face adversity like that yet. Um, people trying to take advantage of you, people, um, you know, treating you like you're stupid or something, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that just hasn't been my experience yet, but I hope it continues to be positive. Um, <laughs> Right. Um, You had said to me that there were some tough times trying to keep up with the media for you guys because you're probably getting a lot of emails and you're getting inundated on your social networks. Um, Do you plan on getting someone to help you with that or um, how is that going to work for you? Yeah, we need all the help we can get. (laughs) Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's tough when you're performing and you're doing it on your own, you know. Yeah, because we're driving somewhere and, you know, that's, it's, you can look at your phone for so long, um, <laughs> you know, it's, when, it's, we when we're always on the go. Um, it, you know, it does get a little bit easier because one of us is in the passenger seat answering emails and doing the socials while the other one gets us there. But again, you can only look at your phone for so long. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and we do have some help. We have like a publicist um, through the record label and we also have Nate is our acting manager at the moment. So he does a lot of our emails and bookings for us. He's very helpful. Um, that's great. Because um, uh, um, one of the things, too, that I wanted to ask you was um, what dates do you have coming up? 
And uh, have you? Do you have any plans for five years out? Have you even thought that far ahead? Oh my gosh. Um, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. eventually we want to be on our own tour. Um, yeah. You know, like our own headlining tour. Uh, I think. I think a huge. I mean. A good goal to set would be just like, basically, uh, John Ginty said to us that uh, if you just keep working like you are right now and keep working hard, um, just see where you'll be in a year, you know, and, he, and don't focus too much on one single thing, just keep working toward the bigger picture, and I think that's how, that's my mentality right now is just keep, um, keep our nose to the grindstone. Right, and just stay busy and keep gigging and all of that. Um, so your next your next dates when you um, go out and meet Almond Vets again, when will that be? We start that in September. Um, yeah, okay. we'll yeah we'll be um, that tour starts September second in LA, and then we go. We do California, we do Oregon, we do Washington, Idaho, Utah, Colorado, Montana. Um, it's going to be a really pretty drive. Yeah, that's gorgeous out there. You're going to love it out there. Um, how can people find you? What's the easiest way for them to find you and connect with you online? I think our socials, our main socials are Facebook and Instagram. Um, and we are tapping into TikTok currently. We're trying to figure that out. <laughs> but we're almost easily available right there on Facebook and Instagram. As well as well, I'm right there. I'm right there with you on TikTok because I created an account. And now I can't even figure out how to put a video on there. So I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. that's a little too it's a little too techy for me at this point, but I'll have to have somebody maybe 20 years old show me how to do that. Yeah, you got to get a dentist here and show you how to do it. There's a right. lot going on there. Yeah, I, TikTok has kind of exploded when it comes to musicians and um, really everything that's going on in the music business and um and it's really crazy because six months six months ago I would just go on there to look at recipes, recipes and dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, I did a lot of TikTok craft crafting during COVID and painting oh, ideas. Oh wow! So. <laughs> Interesting. That's cool too. So um, I think we're at the end of our time. Are there any parting closing thoughts that you want your fans to know about? Oh, well, thank you guys so much. (laughs) Uh, We've had a blast playing in the uh, southeast and the northeast, and can't wait to be back there. And thanks for all the love and support. It truly means the world to both of us. Yeah, in general, just know that we are um, just so, so excited for everything that's happening, so excited to meet new people and and travel across the country. And we're just, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't be grateful enough for this opportunity. And 
and uh, we're ready to get back on the road. Okay. Well, to anybody, to everybody listening out there, um, they're going to be um, traveling out west after September second. Connect on their socials, Facebook and Instagram are the main ones. You can order their EP there, Soaking Wet, and um, great EP. I have it here, and I listen to it in my car. Uh, so. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Rock at Night, and we'll be tracking you wherever you go. So just uh, know that when you make a post on Facebook, I'll probably jump in there and make a little comment just to check in on you. So uh, you all have a a great break at home and try to get some rest before you go out and do the West. Uh, That's some big (laughs) sky country out there. So yeah, all right. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great night. You too. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.